Welcome in to By All Means right here on Western Reserve Radio. It is season number two, episode number six, presented by Milk Creek Golf Course. Visit MillCreekMetroParks.org for more information. We're going to jump right into today's show. On the phones is the head coach of the Youngstown Phantoms. That is head coach Brad Patterson, who is joining us. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Hey, thank you for taking a couple minutes to uh, uh, join us and, and talk about uh, your time there with the Phantoms and what has been a really unique season. How do you think your team has handled all of the changes to this season dealing with COVID-19? You know, I look at it from two two different perspectives. First, I think our organization's done a great job with, with the main thing in mind being the health and safety of everyone involved. Um, the league did a great job this summer in terms of setting up protocols that, you know, we, we adhere to and, and try to keep everyone, you know, and that's everyone involved. That's front office, that's players, that's staff, that's billet families. There's a lot of things that go into it, and, you know, I think – um, with the health and safety aspect, everything involved, I think we've done a great job. Um, I think what the biggest hurdle, I guess, you know, for us is, you know, we really pride our organization and, and players on, you know, setting that, having that culture of wanting to be together all the time. And that's really been the challenge for us. You know, you can be on the, on the ice together, but apart from ice, the, the video sessions, the teaching, you know, the bonding, those are the areas of the game that, that have been difficult. And they're, they're difficult for everyone involved. You look at major league sports, you look at minor league sports, it doesn't matter. And when you're limited in that, it, you know, it, it makes it, makes it difficult and it makes it find, uh, makes staff find new ways to, to kind of exhibit that. And, uh, you know, that was a struggle. You think that there's, there's going to be challenges moving into the year. And there was no doubt there, there was going to be, I think that was one that probably went overlooked by, not only us, but, but everyone involved. I, I talk to coaches and GMs all the time, you know, throughout our league. And, and that's one thing that we all, we're all a close knit family in hockey and we, we try to bounce ideas off of one another. And it's, it's been a challenging year in, in that sense. Coach, I know you've been with the organization since its inception, and uh, not too long ago you became the winningest head coach in franchise history, and I've always kind of heard you, you deflect some of the accolades like that off of you, but it has to mean something to have a record like that to be the winningest coach in franchise history. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's nice to have. Anytime you, you, you hear something like that, it's, it's great to have, but, again, there's so many people involved, and, you know, I, I look – look at all the staff that I've worked with and even back to dating when I, when I first got hired, um, whether it was, you know, people working in the front office, general managers, head coaches that I worked under and, and now the guys that I, I work with, um, you know, there's, there's not one person in hockey that, that does anything that, that changes it. It's, it's a whole group effort. Um, you know, Jeff Potter's been with me since the, since the first day I was named head coach. He's a tremendous asset to our organization. Um, and, and every one of those wins should, should go beside his name as well. But, uh, it's, it's nice to have, but you don't, you don't get those victories unless you have, uh, have a very supportive cast, whether that's ownership, guys working with or, or players. And that's probably the biggest thing that I take from that is the relationships that you, that you build over that time. In that time that you've been part of the organization, Coach, over 150 players have gone on to play in college and the National Hockey League. And that's got to be special knowing that not only do you want to develop the player on the ice to get them to the next level and potentially to the highest level, but you also want to develop them as, as a person off the ice as well. And you've been a part of a lot of players doing that. Yeah, and, and I mean, that that to me hockey is you know i haven't been overly involved i played all other sports growing up but i think that's that's one thing that's truly unique is the relationships that you build uh in our game and how many guys reach out on a nightly basis on a friday or saturday night and you know wish you luck or say they saw the score or saw the highlights and you know that's the first thing we do when we get on the bus and you know you get on your get on your phone and and check out other scores of your alumni and see how they did that night and you know seven or eight years ago we'd get through that in in an hour or two and now it's it doesn't matter how long the bus trip is you can you can kind of get lost in that in that warp zone on the internet and and find lots of information about there's so many guys that have moved on from here um so those relationships have have truly been special and that's that's one of the goals of our organization is as these players leave it's, it's great for them to go play pro hockey 
Um, but it's equally as, as good for them. They go on, they, they get a great education at, at their, their college they go to, and whether they're working Wall Street or with the military, special forces, police, whatever it is, um, they look back at Youngstown and, and say it had a direct impact on their lives, and, and that's been one of the, the main goals of our organization from the get-go. Coach, can you talk about the unique experience it is developing the next level for hockey in the USHL? Not only do you get to experience players like Kyle Connor, who's gone on to be a first-round draft pick, but the organization can boast of someone like Everett Fitzhugh, who started calling hockey games there, and next year we'll call games in the NHL for the Kraken at the highest level. So it's developing all areas of potential National Hockey League contributors. Yeah, it really does. Uh, you hear, you hear the word developmental and sometimes you, you look down on it. And I think that's one of the huge qualities of our league. You know, the, from a statistical standpoint, you know, 95% of the guys are going on to play at the highest level of college hockey, Division One. Um, throughout the nation, it's, you know, teams salivate to get players out of our league. And then further on beyond that, we're, we're at this age group. So you're 16 to 20 year old age group. Our junior league has had more NHL picks over the past four years than any any league in in uh, in the world, and it progressively gets bigger and bigger. And you know, I put it in this term: seven or eight years ago, there wasn't many NHL teams that would call us in the summer and say, "Hey, we have so and so that we drafted. Do you have room on your roster?" Um, you know, looking for opportunities for their guys that they've already selected for the NHL, and, and that's changed over time. And it's not just Youngstown; it's the whole league. You know, they're, they're calling in the summer if there's a guy whose rights aren't protected or maybe he's coming from overseas. They want him in this league. They want him to develop in this league because it's the best of the best, and that's, uh, that's a credit to everyone involved. How much is it to help, whether it's yourself or a member of your coaching staff, now maybe on a Zoom call or you know, when things are back to normal, when you're in a living room talking to a family and a potential player to say, you know, players like Brandon Saad, Kyle Connor have come through the Phantoms organization and, uh, you know, you can develop the whole player when you come to Youngstown to be part of the team. Yeah, it's huge. Um, and those are things you use you know in their recruitment as well um my my biggest ask of players when they leave and players and parents families in general when they come here and play in youngstown is um in two or three years they're probably going to get a phone call from joe smith or uh, somebody that they don't know and and we want them to to just speak on their experiences we don't want them to sugarcoat what what they got in youngstown or how it was or anything like that we just want to tell them want them to tell them the truth i'm a big believer and you, you hear it from people that have lived it and opposed to maybe a coach telling you what it's going to be like. And and we've had a, a very supportive group that have been here for 11, 12 years of, of families that, you know, they leave and they, they look back at their time here and, and see what type of development, not only as a person, but as an athlete that they had. And, and they're willing to share that with, with other other people that are looking at, at doing the same thing. And we, you know, we, we joke about it and it's kind of corny. We say we always spell the, the phantom phantom family we spell it with a ph but it, but it really is true um there's so many moving parts that go into this that uh you know to have success you you have to have and i think there's there's been some from the grassroots on um uh, grassroots level on up we, we've really focused on that and uh you know it's paid dividends when you look at our area and you go back to the start of hockey in Youngstown with the Steel Hounds, now to the Phantoms, being in an area that's between two hockey markets in Columbus and Pittsburgh, how have you seen the knowledge of the hockey fan of the Youngstown area grow over your time here? Yeah, I think it, it's, it truly has. And, you know, I look at been fortunate to be here as a coach. This is year 12 now. But dating back before that, I, I was as a player with the Steel Hounds for a couple of years and um, at that time, I loved the area, but I could tell a lot of the fans liked to show up to the games because there's probably going to be three or four scraps, and and that's kind of what they they thought hockey, you know, thought it was, and and now they start to see, you know, a little bit more of that they start to see a, a Kyle Connor who, you know, is is one of the best or maybe the most underrated player in the NHL right now, um, you know, developing in this league and, and playing for two or three years, and he's he's two years away from being on the first line in Winnipeg, like, and, and that's, you know, we're just talking about one guy, one small sample size here in Youngstown and just about every team in the league can boast about something similar. Um, you know, and the fans started, have started to see that. And I've seen more and more every year, there seems to be somebody else that you bump into that's, that's wearing a phantom jersey or a phantom sweatshirt, you know, when you're out and about in town. And, 
Um, they're not talking about the fight that happened a couple of weeks ago. They're talking about the, the plays that, you know, a 17-year-old player, they can't believe the kid's 17. The, the new fans come to a game and they think these guys are all 20, 21, 22 for how physical the game is and how fast the game is. And then, you know, they start to do some research and realize that, you know, they're going to watch them while they play here in Youngstown, but they're going to be watching them on TV for, for years and years after that if they're a hockey fan. Phantoms head coach Brad Patterson, head coach general manager, joining us today on By All Means Coach. Your team's in a stretch right now where you've got, what, 10, 12 days between games. Then you've got a 3-3 three and three to come out of that. How are you keeping the team fresh but focused with this much time off? Yeah, that's it's been a challenge, um, not not just this over this 12 days. You know, we plan to go out to Dubuque last weekend. Um, and, and due to some protocols with, with the league, uh, you know, we, we didn't go out for, for those games. We're hopeful that, um, everything's good, you know, on the health and, and safety standpoint out there in Dubuque. But, um, you know, that kind of set us back for seven days. And then by chance, we just happened to have an off week this week, you know, so there's a long time before, before we play again. Um, last week we, we focused on some areas that we need to get better at. Um, you know, we're going through some situations right now where we have some, some key guys that are dinged up from injury. So they, they got some, some time away from the ice and hopefully they're on the men. This week we, we've brought in, uh, like a skills based, uh, skills based coach. We've broken it down instead of just doing a team practice. We broke into two or three groups and we'll, we'll attack, you know, in small area groups. We'll go for about an hour, hour and 15 and then we'll bring the next group out and, and really focus on some fundamental type stuff. And then ramp it back up again next week, um, you know, back into team team mode and and push forward, uh, you know, and hope to get off to a good uh, good week there at the end of February. How challenging is it to have a situation like that, knowing that it doesn't matter whose barn you're in, it's going to be a challenge night in and night out, and having that kind of time off and then having to you know get on the bus and ramp back up and play three and three like that. Yeah, you, you look at it, I guess you could look at it half full, half empty. Um, you know, and I, I tend to look at it half full where, you know, it gives us a chance to maybe get a little bit healthier than we were. Um, we had three or four guys that, that are out with, with injury. We're hopeful to have a couple of those guys back. Um, so that off time's probably good in that sense. Um, but when you, when you don't play for, for two or three weeks, there is some rust and, and it's hard to immediately jump back into that. And, and that's a challenge that, you know, you don't really see. You, you have that, I guess you report at the start of September in, in a regular year and you have three or four weeks of training camp before you really jump into things, but generally you have exhibition games. Um, so this is, this is a little bit uncharted for us. You know, we rarely do you even have an off week in a season. I think this is the, the third time in, you know, my 12 years here that we've actually had a weekend off in the, in the regular season. Um, but to have two weekends off, it's, it's tough, but those are things that, you know, we're, we're trying our best with. And like I said, we, we tried to be fresher this week and, and bring, bring somebody from the outside in and, and get a little bit more, uh, skill and foundational work with, with the idea we're going to focus on that and, and get better. You know, my, my goal every day is to show up and find something to get better at, whether that's, you know, a 1% gain in skating or a 0.5%, like something that you're getting better at. And if you can do that every day, you're, you're going to be infinitely better by the end of the year. And, and that's kind of how we attack this week. Um, so hopefully we're better. We're healthy next week. We're, we're a little bit better as far as, uh, you know, from a skill set standpoint. And, and hopefully that leads to good things. Coach, appreciate your time. Best of luck after this time off to finish up the rest of the year. Again, congratulations on setting that franchise record for uh, career victories. And uh, thank you for taking a couple minutes uh, out of your day today to join us. We appreciate it. You back, guys. Have a good night. Brad Patterson, general manager, head coach of the Youngstown Phantoms. Of course, you can hear all the Phantoms action from the Cavelli Center in downtown Youngstown right here on a Western Reserve radio. And, uh, of course, the Phantoms in a stretch of off games now before returning home uh, next weekend right here on Western Reserve Radio. Of course, there was a pretty big football game that took place um, over the weekend. And after our first break, Dave and I will uh, we'll step away from the game and we're going to talk about the commercials. If you had not heard uh, about these commercials this year, some of them received very well. Some of them received very poorly. The average 30-second commercial, even in the time we are currently experiencing, $5.5 million reportedly for a 30-second ad. There were some really good ones. There were some really bad ones, too. 
But uh, all in all, it's one of those where you wonder, do you remember the commercial or do you remember the company that produced the commercial? Which one kind of sticks more in your head? I know we've always had a lot of conversations after the Super Bowl, after that big game, where you're like, well, that was a great commercial. They talked about X, Y, and Z, but you don't remember who the company is that actually put the ad out. So are they accomplishing their goal of you, you know, you remembering their product, or are they you remembering just their commercial uh, that they put on uh, for large, large sums uh, of money to be able to be part of the big game broadcast that was CBS over this weekend? When we come back after the break, Dave and I will talk about those commercials. We'll give you our top three that we enjoyed the most. And we'll look a little bit about that game as another ring for Tom Brady and Super Bowl number two for the Buccaneers. And we'll see what they do in the future with uh, Brady being 43. We'll do all that after we take some time off. It's fire. It's all You're listening to Western Reserve Radio, the radio home of the Youngstown Phantoms, part of the Live 365 Network and SB Nation. In the small town of Elmira, New York, a boy was born into an all-American family. The odds of him achieving his dream in the fashion industry? One in 23 million. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 68. I am Tommy Hilfiger, and my family is affected by autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. So, are you enjoying our station? You can take us along on your mobile device wherever you go. Wow. The free Live 365 app is available for both Apple and Android devices. That sounds like fun. I'll give it a try. Just go to the Apple app or Google Play Store and download it today. You're listening to WRDB, Western Reserve Digital Broadcasting, Youngstown, Warren, Salem, and around the world. The stores are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this. Together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It's important to plan ahead for emergencies. Like, like the, the storm. storm. When, when it kicked in, we had we a were plan. Separated. We, we were able to get in touch with each other in no, no time. Idea how to find each other. The whole experience was, was the most frightening 10 hours of my life. If, if there's, there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms, moms out there, there, it's to stay it's calm and keep to this the plan. Message. Some parents plan ahead. Some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Start your plan at ready.gov. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. means presented by Mill Creek Metro Parks Golf Course continues here on Western Reserve Radio streaming live on Facebook on Twitter at WR underscore radio download the live 365 or tune in apps or just go to westernreserveradio.com to hear the show I believe I was told today and Dave you can correct me if I'm wrong eight different ways you can hear any of our programming is that right yeah I think we're up to seven or eight now that you can actually hear us so you got the Live 365 app, Live365.com, WesternReserveRadio.com, uh, Western Reserve Digital Radio on Facebook, Western Reserve Radio on Facebook, Twitter, um, and Jim's always adding more, so look out. <laughs> if you turn the speakers up a lot enough at the studio, people could probably just sit in the parking lot and listen, too. Yeah, if I get some uh, better monitor speakers in here, we probably could do that. 
Oh, Mr. Craven, did you hear that? There's a challenge. <laughs> so speaking of challenges, Dave, you and I predicted the score for the big game on last Tuesday's show. And, uh, and we're as I, we wrong. <laughs> oh, boy. As I was watching the game, I'm like, nope, we're not even close on that boy. Yeah, we were way off. I had Kansas City winning 36-29. to 29. You had Kansas City winning 27-24. We didn't even have the right team winning, no matter even the score. No, we were we were way off, and and you know what? I I venture ninety percent of the country was siding with Kansas City on this game. Well, people are tired of Tom Brady. Oh, I every, mean, a lot of them are. Oh yeah, everybody's tired of Tom Brady. Just his smugness, the way he acts. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, he is good. I mean, he had he got caught a couple times back there, but it's. It's really tough to go against Tom Brady in any game. Just his mechanics are just phenomenal. He can be tight in that pocket and come out throwing and complete a pass. And him and Gronk, forget about it. I mean, if them two are in the league one more year, they're going to hold every NFL passing record there is. You know what? Gronk didn't do me a damn bit of good in fantasy football this year, but he scores two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, of course. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> so, all right i gotta uh, ask you overall i thought the commercials were better were funnier this year as a whole than they've been the last couple years what do you think yeah i would agree they were a lot more memorable um they were funnier uh some of them still lacked but for the most part yeah i'd say the commercials were a lot better than they've been in the past years what was that one? Was it oat milk or something like that with the the CEO of the company playing the keyboard and singing that jingle in the middle of a field? Yeah. It, that was it, that was that was funny. It was funny and it was memorable. I mean, you're not I thought it was terrible. Really? I yeah. thought it was kind of funny cuz he just kept going no cows, no cows, no cows. Right. But so, he even wrote the jingle himself. Right. Yeah, it was it was done, yeah. I mean, on that aspect, yeah, it was terrible, but it was memorable. Yeah, I mean, gonna, we're talking about gonna, it a couple of days later. Right, everybody's still talking about that one. So, All right, my top three from three to one, and you already know them because they're in the notes. Number right. three to me was the in-the-middle commercial with Bruce Springsteen. That was a two-minute spot that Jeep did that had to cost them a fortune, Right, had but to, I love the message that was there. The message was there, yeah, but you know what? It lost me after about 45 seconds into it. Two minutes is just way too long for a commercial. You want to get your point across in a commercial like that? Segment the commercial. Budweiser's done it in the past. Bud Light's done it in the past. Pepsi's done it in the past. Segment the commercial over the four quarters, and I guarantee you get a better response off than doing just a whole two minutes at once. Because, you know, one of the ones that was rated the best nationally was the two-part, was it Rocket Mortgage commercial with the... Tracy Tracy Morgan? Yeah. Yep. That one was well received across the country. It was, you know, it was 2 minutes but it was broke up into two different minute commercials. Number 2 for me was the Bud Light Seltzer Lemons commercial. I liked that there were a lot of those spots for for the big game that were they poked fun at, you know, everything that we've gone through and are still going through because you have to look at it from with a sense of humor and you know it was that Bud Light Lemons commercial. I thought it was done well. Yeah, I did too. I thought that one was a really good commercial. It was. Uh, it caught me at first because I thought they were tossing tennis balls, and then when I realized <laughs> they were lemons, I'm like, "Holy crap, that's a good commercial!" So yeah, right. that that one I liked a lot too. And your number that, one? My number one, without any doubt, was the Toyota commercial with Paralympic swimmer Jessica Long, where it kind of it showed you how you know her parents were contacted they went over to russia to adopt her they knew of the situation where she had a you know a birth defect where they she actually lost both of her legs and she ended up being she's the second most decorated paralympic swimmer in u.s history she's been going to the paralympics since she was 16 years old and she's got a chance this summer to break the record for all-time medals uh, in U.S. history for a Paralympic athlete. I love that commercial. Yeah, that was a good story commercial. I'm, I thought it was okay. I wasn't in my top three, but it was a good, it was a good heart heart jerker commercial. 
I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a nerd for the Olympics, so I love that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, and when it comes to Olympics, I'm the same way. I'll sit there and try and cram in as much Olympic coverage as I can if it means moving TVs into one room and putting them on to watch the events I want, and that's what I'll do. You know so. what the best part about this year is for the Olympics? What's that? You're going to have Olympics this summer, like August, September, hopefully. And then February of 2022, you're going to have another Olympics when the Winter Olympics come around. So in less than a year, you're going to get two Olympics again. Right. Yep. And all because of our friend COVID. <laughs> so what's your what was your top three? My top three. Uh, let's start out with number three. three. The Amy Schumer Mayo commercial. It was the Hellman's commercial. Mm-hmm. I remember it. I, I like that one. I like the way they came across with that. Amy Schumer always gives a good punchline, and uh, just kind of like that commercial. Uh, my number two was the Pringles commercial, where the astronauts were left out because everybody was stacking their Pringles and making their new flavors. Right. Have you tried that? I've never done that before. I've done a couple of them, but uh, I don't do the conventional. I'll like throw some cheddar with a sour cream and onion and a pizza maybe or something like that. But okay. very, very. I, I don't sit there and buy like 20 of them and decide, try and make up new flavor combinations. I don't go that far. And my number one, I'm sorry, I love Matthew McConaughey, but I had a tie for number one. Okay. I like the Matthew McConaughey 3D Doritos one. But I also like the Jason Alexander sweatshirt with the tie. <laughs> I'm sorry. That commercial was just hilarious. Laughed my ass off the entire time I saw that one. But the, uh, Matthew McConaughey getting stuck in the vending machine at the end of that commercial was also really good. You know which one I thought one of us would have in that I, I really liked, but I didn't 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 crack my top three was I think it was pretty early on in the game. It was the uh, the M and M's commercial where people kept apologizing for things and giving everybody uh, you know a, a bag of M and M's. My favorite line of that one is, "I'm sorry I called you Karen." Oh. Well, my name is Karen. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I actually I didn't catch that one. That one I must have missed. That was pretty early on in the game. Yeah. Yeah, one and of the most annoying the, uh, commercials was the Amazon Alexa commercial. Yeah, didn't care for that one. Yeah, didn't care for that one. Uh, we weren't the target audience for that one anyway. No, we were not the target audience for that one. Uh, let's see. The Michelob commercials were okay. How about the Cheetos one with um, oh, their husband and wife? Well, I can't even think of it. Uh, they, they spoofed the Shaggy song. It wasn't oh, me. Oh, yeah. Yep. I know exactly which one you're talking about. That was uh, Austin uh, Kutcher. Right. And uh, I can't think of his wife's name. Uh, Mia. You know what I need, I need to go do, too, is I need to go watch the whole commercial for, for the, the Bud Light commercial that was the All-Stars. Oh, the uh, Bud Light. With the truck got knocked over. The Legends. Bud Light, yeah. Bud Light's Legends. Yeah, that was a good one. That was I like that commercial, too. Oh no! You know what? I you know what? It was it wasn't bad. You know what? I had some pretty good food here, thanks to my wife setting everything up before the game. Uh, the game was pretty much good for the most part. Of course, I was not rooting for the uh, the Bucks, but uh, you know what? We're on to the off season now, and you know hopefully the Browns make a couple of moves to get better defensively, and maybe we can do better than win one playoff game next year. Right, and we're hoping here at Western Reserve we're going to make hopefully we can make an announcement in a couple of months that we will be at the draft. That's still in the works. Um, I do have to ask your uh, opinion on one more commercial before we go to break. Okay. The Will Ferrell GM commercial. Oh, where they ended up in they ended up in Switzerland. Well, yeah, he ended up in Sweden instead of Norway. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It was it was one of those where it, you know what? I kind of it's it's how will Farrell does things it was funny but you know it's one that uh, i will admit will probably be annoying to me after a week of watching sports yeah i will agree to that yeah because it will get old pretty quick 
Hey, one bit of news that broke earlier today, since we have a minute, the Penguins made it official today, naming former Flyers goalie, you love how I start with that, Ron Hexall as the new general manager of the Penguins and Brian Burke as the president of hockey. That was made official by the Penguins organization earlier today. And uh, you know what? He's been in front offices before, has not had a lot of success. But when you're a Penguins fan, that's the first thing you're going to think of. You know, he he may be the general manager, but he's still former Flyer goalie Ron Hexall. That's the first thing I'm going to think of every time is he played for the Flyers. Yeah, and it's hard to have someone like that in the front office for another team. It really is. As long as we don't trade Sid and Gino to the Flyers tomorrow, <laughs> everything will be just fine. Yeah, they trade Sid and Gino to the Flyers tomorrow, and uh, Pittsburgh is going to burn. I'll have to find myself a new NHL team after that. Hey, it's almost time for us to take a break here on a By All Means, presented by Milk Creek Golf Course. When we come back, Larry Snyder, the announcer of the Phantoms, is up next. Miss an episode of By All Means, and you could miss a lot. To the radio play-by-play voice and our buddy back from here at Youngstown, it is the voice Fitz. Everett Fitz, you, my friend, how are you? Man, it feels good to hear your voice again, Mark. Everything's going well and definitely uh, excited to be back on the airwaves uh, briefly for uh, here in Youngstown. By all means, Tuesdays at 5, right here on Western Reserve Radio and streaming live on westernreserveradio.com. In the small town of Elmira, New York, a boy was born into an all-American family. The odds of him achieving his dream in the fashion industry? One in 23 million. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 68. I am Tommy Hilfiger, and my family is affected by autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome to Calvin's Barbershop. You all got to see this. I don't even want to know what you're looking at on that phone. Well, you should. I was learning about the dangers of high blood pressure and that we need to get ours checked regularly. High blood pressure can increase the risk of heart attack or stroke, but this text program can help keep it at a healthy range. Just text Barbershop to 97779 to sign up. I'll get right on it as soon as I'm done with this baby panda video. (laughs) Text Barbershop to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Miss an episode of By All Means, and you could miss a lot. That was also a big draw when Major League Baseball talked to us about this concept and, and if, if we would be interested in, in moving into this league was the vision that we'd have State College, Williamsport, West Virginia, all three really strong. By All Means, Tuesdays at 5, right here on Western Reserve Radio and streaming live on westernreserveradio.com. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Youngstown, Warren, and Salem's local and national sports talk can be found on TuneIn and the Live 365 app at Western Reserve Radio, WRDB, The Scourge. Right 
back and going by all means on Western Reserve Radio. Mark Means, producer, co-host Dave Ferris with you right here on Twitter, Facebook, Live 365. You can find us all over the place. If you've been to a Youngstown Phantoms game in the last decade, there's always been a familiar voice that booms over the public address announced speakers at a Youngstown Phantoms game. And here it is. Apologize for the little bit of technical difficulty, but that is the familiar voice of one Larry Snyder, who has been part of the PA crew for the Youngstown Phantoms for a decade now. Mr. Snyder, how are you? I'm doing very good, Mark. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah, definitely good to catch up with you. Can you believe you've been part of that game day crew for the Phantoms for a decade now, Larry? No, uh, you are the first one to point it out, I want to add. So you, you got the exclusive. Um, I started doing public address for them uh, back in 2011. Um, I went to part-time in 2013 when I got the full-time gig with Robert Morris University doing NCAA Division One men's and women's ice hockey. And, and that's okay because the Phantoms are trying to get college scholarships to move up and to play NCAA D1 hockey, and why not the public address announcer? And you know what? You've been a veteran of the public address because I believe what you followed me in, what, 2008 into the PA booth with the Scrappers, so you've done a lot of different sports over the years. Yes, I believe that is correct. I did one season of the Mahoning Valley Scrappers. I did uh, several seasons of a summer wooden bat, summer collegiate league team, uh, the Stark County Terriers uh, over in Stark County uh, in uh, North Canton. And uh, I've done a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I've even done women's flat track roller derby for the Little Steel Derby Girls, the local Youngstown roller derby team. So kind of take me through a game day. If the puck drop is scheduled for 7.05, take me through your game day routine. What time do you arrive at the rink, and how do you get ready for game day? Well, usually the game day can happen getting prepared for game day, whether it's uh, Robert Morris or Youngstown for that matter. Uh, it's usually the night before or maybe two nights before I uh, get the rosters, I have my own set of uh, announcements that I like to use. Uh, in particular, the Phantoms have some sponsored reads for both uh, the goals and the penalty kills and the penalty box. And so I get all that material ready. And then usually for Youngstown, I try to get down there. If the game's at 7.05, I try to get down to the Cavelli Center around 5.30 uh, just to find a decent parking spot. And um, I try to get to Robert Morris same way, about at least an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes before game time, uh, just so I can get settled in and prepared and get all my stuff unpacked and get the starting lineups. It does sound like that there's a lot to do to get prepared. And I know the challenges that I experienced doing minor league baseball with pronunciations, and I'm sure that's the same thing that you have to deal with for, for hockey as well with the, a lot of foreign athletes involved in it. And that takes some time and some research to be prepared for that. Uh, yes, it does. If you're, if you're lucky, you can find the game day notes when we're talking about the Robert Morris uh, games and their opponents. If you can pull up the game day notes for the opposing team, then usually there is a pronunciation guide for their players there. Otherwise, it is nine times out of ten 
on the uh, lineup chart that you get in that hour before the game. And the same thing holds true for the Phantoms. Um, I get the pronunciation of the players on their uh, lineup chart, and I usually get that as soon as I get up to the press box and uh, see the play-by-play announcer, Matt Lipsack and company, and they provide me the materials I need. So tell me, you've done a little bit of everything, whether it's been you know hockey, baseball, uh, I know you've done lacrosse and some other sports before. What's the most challenging, and, and what one has been the easiest for you? Well, right now, I I guess you'd have to say hockey is the easiest because I do it the most, so there's a lot of repetition. Um, I'm just used to it. Um, yes, at Robert Morris, I have filled in. I have done uh, men's and women's lacrosse, men's and women's soccer, um, I've done a couple of football games now in the last year. And uh, for me, the hardest is always doing men's or women's basketball, filling in for them because I sound like the hockey guy trying to do men's and women's basketball because I've got nothing against basketball. It's a great sport and great athletes who participate in and great coaches. Nothing against basketball. I just don't watch a lot of basketball from, let's say, the middle of September to at least the middle of March because I'm usually sitting in a hockey rink someplace with a microphone in my face. So I, I just have a lot of rust, shall we say, to shake off when I do men's and women's basketball. Now, I've noticed over the years you post pictures of the crews that you work with, whether it be Robert Morris or whether it be the Phantoms. You may be the voice that everybody hears, but I know a lot of other people behind the scenes go into contributing to getting the game day events like that off, whether it be you know getting you the information for a penalty or if an announcement needs made to the crowd. Uh, there's a lot of other people behind the scenes working as well. Yes, there is. When it comes to the Youngstown Phantoms, I'm usually working with a gentleman by the name of Chris Jaco, who actually lives, I think, in the Grove City, Pennsylvania area, and he comes over and he runs the scoreboard. He's the scoreboard operator, and he's the head off-ice official for the Youngstown Phantoms, and he's usually down in the scorekeeper's box with me, and he certainly uh, helps me quite a bit to help keep the penalties uh, straight and who scored the goal and who got the assist. Uh, certainly, Ariel McNutt, who is the current in charge of game day operations for the Phantoms, she is the one who puts the public address announcer script together in a notebook form. So all I have to do is flip pages, and everything's right in front of me. Um, you know, Matt Lipsack, like I said, puts together the line charts and gets the starting lineups, and that always helps. So, yeah, there are a lot of people behind the scenes uh, for both uh, the Youngstown Phantoms and, as you said, Robert Morris, who help put the game on that the public really doesn't notice. But if uh, none of them were there, it might be a little more difficult to put the game on than you would think. So tell me, in all the years you've done PA, do you have a couple of, of games that stand out uh, amongst all the other ones that you've done for one reason or another? Well, the one game, um, I had the plexiglass that was part of the partition into the scorekeeper's box shatter on me um, during a Robert Morris game a couple oh, wow. of years ago. So that kind of sticks up in your mind uh, it was during a, during a Robert Morris men's game, and they hit the boards, and you could just hear the crack for a split second. And the next thing you know, you have plexiglass raining down on top of you. And uh, so that certainly uh, is memorable. Anytime any team, uh, whether it's the Youngstown Phantoms or Robert Morris, you know, they make a comeback. Uh, they make me look good. Uh, just like in today's Robert Morris women's game, my uh, signature phrase when we start the third period is the third period is our period. Let's go Colonials or let's go Phantoms. And when the team scores and you know puts the game away in the third period, they make me look pretty good. You know, it's always nice to kind of develop those 
uh, you know, catchphrases or traditions that you don't you don't think about them, you don't rehearse them, but they just kind of happen and they, they become your signature no matter what form of broadcasting you're doing. Uh, that's certainly true. Um, when I've been introduced to uh, people both behind the scenes with the Phantoms or uh, at Robert Morris, as uh, the way people all of a sudden they go, the third period is our period. Oh, he's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that the third period is our period is going to be on my tombstone one of these days. That or when you get really fired up for a for a power play for whatever hockey team you're announcing before, because I uh, I can say from experience I have heard the speaker shake on a few power plays at the Cavelli Center before. <laughs> well, I I try to use my powers for good, but sometimes, as you said, the excitement kind of overcomes the pipes, and away we go. So it has been a lot of different games over a lot of years, and it's it's one of those where, you know, fans that go to games when they can go to games, when we're you know able to go to games again, it's that familiar voice. Whether you're going to a college football game, a hockey game, whatever sport it is, when you hear that PA announcer that you've become used to, it makes you feel like you're back where you're supposed to be because it's a comforting, familiar feeling. I agree, and I think the same also holds true for broadcasters uh, when they're listening on the radio or if they're listening on the Internet. uh, They're listening to their favorite college team or uh, pro team or minor league team. They become associated with listening to a particular voice. Uh, When it comes to Grove City College football, they get used to listening to Mark Means, and they know that that's – uh, you know, there, there's a feeling of I'm home, I've got the game on, and everything is all right, especially during these difficult times like the pandemic. Well, Larry, we appreciate a few minutes of your time. We'll allow you to get back on the road and head back to the Valley after calling PA for another game for the RMU uh, Colonial Women's Hockey Team. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again real soon, Larry. So thank you. Looking forward to it, Mark. You guys take care. Larry Snyder, he has been part of the game day crew for the Youngstown Phantoms for 10 years now and a comforting feeling when you head back over to Cavelli Center. As we head to break, uh, unfortunately today, uh, if you have not heard uh, the unfortunate passing of former Browns coach Marty Schottenheimer today, uh, one of the greatest coaches to ever walk the sidelines for the Cleveland Browns. And uh, Coach Schottenheimer had uh, taken a turn for the worst over the last week to 10 days, and it was announced by his family today that uh, unfortunately he had passed away today and we will always remember the legendary the great coach Marty Schottenheimer uh, for the Cleveland Browns with those great teams in the late 80s uh, and uh, all those teams that we remember from back then and uh, we will think fondly of coach Schottenheimer and his team going to take our final break when we come back we will put a wraps on this Youngstown Phantom special of by all means right here on Western Reserve Radio we'll be right back WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio. Take one. Behold the angry giant. Try it again, Alberto. Behold the angry giant. Perfect. Good luck tonight. Behold the angry giant. Yay! Read me another one, Dad. This is WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Miss an episode of By All Means, and you could miss a lot. To the radio play-by-play voice and our buddy back from here at Youngstown, it is the voice Fitz. Everett Fitz, you, my friend, how are you? Man, it feels good to hear your voice again, Mark. Everything's going well and definitely uh, excited to be back on the airwaves uh, briefly for uh, here at Youngstown. By All Means, Tuesdays at 5, right here on Western Reserve Radio and streaming live on westernreserveradio.com. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. 
For more tax-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Hey, let me ask you something. Would you seat your three-year-old child on a windowsill? Would you seat them beside a lit fireplace or by the deep end of a pool? One last question. Would you seat your child in a car seat that's not correct for them? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Secure their future. Seat them in the correct car seat. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Miss an episode of By All Means, and you could miss a lot. That was also a big draw when Major League Baseball talked to us about this concept and, and if we would be interested in, in moving into this league was the vision that we'd have State College, Williamsport, West Virginia, all three really strong. By All Means, Tuesdays at 5, right here on Western Reserve Radio and streaming live on westernreserveradio.com. Want to know what I like best about high school sports? I love watching my son run on the field. I love the fact that since he's been playing high school sports, he's making better decisions. And I love knowing that with the proper equipment, education, conditioning, and coaching, high school sports here in Ohio are safer than ever before. And that's something I really love. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. You're listening to Western Reserve Radio on westernreserveradio.com. To wrap things up, by all means, Season 2, Episode 6, presented by Mill Creek Golf Course. Visit millcreekmetroparks.org for more information. You can also find the show in podcast form. Just look for By All Means. You can find it in Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. It's available in most areas where you download your podcast. Just look for By All Means. Thank you to this week's guest, General Manager, Head Coach Brad Patterson from the Youngstown Phantoms. Phantoms return to action next weekend right here on Western Reserve Radio. And the longtime public address voice of the Youngstown Phantoms, Larry Snyder. We appreciate both of them stopping by for today's show. Coming up next week, we are right back here on By All Means from 5.06 until 6 o'clock here on Western Reserve Radio. Still working on who the show guests will be for next week, but we, we have talked a lot of hockey the last couple, two out of three weeks, so we will uh, mix things up a little bit. Maybe some college basketball and college football on the itinerary for next week. Stay tuned to the Western Reserve social media on Facebook, Western Reserve Radio, or Twitter at WR underscore radio. We'll announce next week's show guests once they are officially confirmed for everyone there. And uh, we will get into the conversation about baseball season that is just around the corner from spring training beginning. So we'll have done. We'll talk some Indians and some Pirates and what our expectations are for the Major League Baseball season that gets underway April 1st. Will the Pirates and Indians fans be fools this year, opening day on April Fool's Day? We will find out as the year goes along with those two local teams. Again, thank you to Coach Patterson and Larry Snyder for joining us both from the Youngstown Phantoms. Thank you to the Phantoms media and PR staff for scheduling everything for today's show and Jim Craven for helping organize today's interviews as well. For producer Dave Ferris, my name is Mark Means. You've been listening to By All Means right here on Western Reserve Radio. We'll talk to you next week.